This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. The gift of travel contest to win a $250 Delta Airline gift card has finally ended. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com for more information on how to find the winner. Today's guest is Mel Ligarda. Mel is a freelance journalist and traveler from London with Filipino and Spanish roots. Mel always knew that corporate life was not for her. So in 2015, she took a leap and left her job in London to chase her dreams in Southeast Asia. On this journey, Mel encountered many struggles with cultural identity and even faced a quarter-life crisis that made her question her personal decisions. However, these struggles allowed her to leave the bubble that she grew up in. Today, Mel is a journalist, social media influencer, and started her own company, Virgin Nutty, which would not have been possible if she did not take the leap to change her circumstances. I really hope that you all enjoy this incredible interview with Mel. I did this with her when I was in London and it was really exciting to meet her. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Hey Mel, thanks for being here. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life? Hi everyone, Uh, Debbie, it's a pleasure to be here. I'd say I live an offbeat life because I tried the corporate thing after university and every fibre of my soul screamed no. So that was a process that really propelled me to go and look within, I suppose, and chase my dreams. Coming from a Filipino and Spanish background, I wanted to kind of understand my identity a bit more because I'd grown up with English culture, but always knowing I was from somewhere else. So I really took that moment on board to go and explore where I came from, but also the world. Because I've always loved travel, my parents have always taken me everywhere, and I I feel really fortunate that I've been able to see so much of the world at a young age when um, so many others aren't fortunate in that regard and it's it's kind of normal for people like us but then you know when you compare it to other people or when I go back home to the Philippines I realize that they they haven't even explored the country on their own doorstep some of my family just because of financial circumstances it's it's true when we go back to the philippines and you were there this february and you saw all of the changes obviously from london to the philippines yeah so that's a huge change for for you i grew up going on holiday to the philippines at least every year um if not every other year but only for christmas so i only ever saw a very superficial and and skin deep um only ever had a skin deep perspective on the country And then the reason I moved out there actually was because I applied for a job. So I got a job in government actually in an arts sector working for a cinema company. And yeah, I guess you could say it was culture shock, extreme culture shock. Firstly, identity crisis. The things that made me Filipino here in England were just normal in the Philippines. So I was, I suppose, too English for the Philippines, but here I'm, you know, Filipino. 
so I was kind of caught between two cultures and I, I felt like I didn't really belong in either. But my perspective has now changed and I feel like I belong firmly in both. The culture shock was probably a bit deeper because I had an expectation of what the Philippines was going to be like. But that was an ignorant and Western perspective. Yeah. And it just makes you grateful, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'd be on my way to work in the morning and I was staying with an aunt out there for just under a year. And when I would be on my way to work, I would see little kids in the shacks washing their faces in puddles. And you're just like, this is effed up. But yeah, I would say the culture shock was extreme, but it also gives you perspective and gratitude and um, makes you more appreciative of the country's resilience. So what would you say your purpose is in life? Like, what is it that you ultimately are striving to do and what are you doing today that really motivates you? I think for me, the essence of everything I do is in the quest to create meaningful work. I think producing something that is meaningful and creating more than you consume is really, really valuable, especially in this age where things are pinging, distractions are everywhere. It's so easy to get lost in the noise and to think you're being productive because you have emails coming in or because you have social media notifications pinging. And it's easy to, I suppose, lose sight of your inner, inner voice or the things that make you jump out of bed in the morning I remember when I was a kid, I just wanted to get up and write and draw. And I suppose to that extent, I still am that kid, but it gets lost in all these social constructs of who am I supposed to be and what my friend's doing. And for me, it's it's a constant challenge daily to realign yourself with what you know you should be doing. A friend told me a couple of months ago, she was like, the worst thing you could ever do is compare yourself to someone else. You literally have to stay in your lane and keep doing what you're doing because eventually it will reward you. Within two months of moving to the Philippines, it had opened my eyes up to this whole other world. So that's when I first set up my travel blog in um, 2015. And I just started writing more to document things for myself, but equally I wanted to give a really immersive experience to any reader because I've always loved writing fiction. I wanted to bring um, a different kind of more introspective feel to travel writing and um, you know take nice pictures and inspire people especially maybe you know a little girl in the Philippines from the province or something who who hasn't had the chance to experience places like this before yeah I just I just started blogging kind of recreationally I never really took it that seriously but now over the past two years and especially in the last year something about creating content has really clicked for me and you know when you read advice columns about starting a blog it's like oh find find your niche find what excites you and find that sweet spot between informative and and whatever like that didn't work for me but i have managed to find the sweet spot in that i know what i like to create and i know that there's um a small but loyal group of people who that resonates with and that means the world to me so there's that and then also, as my time in the Philippines um, was drawing to an end, I decided to leave because of political um, matters. I'd always had this urge to give back or kind of bridge the two cultures, bridge the Philippines and the UK in a way that would be meaningful to me. Um, I've always written about the Philippines and the UK as a journalist because that's my niche, but I've never... I wanted to explore maybe a business perspective or element 
So when I was out there, I discovered the miracle that is coconut oil. And I've used it for years. I've used it for like a decade, maybe. And all my family members always have coconut oil in their house. And their skin always looks great. And their hair always looks great. And the food always tastes good. And they're like, coconut oil. And um, I decided to pursue that. So uh, February this year, I just set my mind to it. I flew back out there and I visited a bunch of different coconut farms and the criteria was that it had to be sustainable organic and fair trade i wanted to make sure that each and every farmer at the coconut plantation had was being paid above the poverty line and you know had a good life and luckily i i found a farm that i really wanted to work with and since then it's just been a crazy roller coaster i've been you know again i'm 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 a creative like you are you know we just scrap about and and do things and create stuff but starting a business has been one of the most rigorous but rewarding things I've ever set out to achieve and yeah it genuinely is all about the journey. What advice would you give to someone who's a creative who wants to start a business but they don't know how to go about doing the behind the scenes stuff after the creative and the product has been done? For me, the the product and the creative were a hand-in-hand chicken and egg situation. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't create the label design until I knew what the the jar would look like. Would it be frosted glass? Would it be um, see-through? Would it be opaque? Would it be an amber jar? Would it be clear? Mm -hmm. All these things, but they were quite, I suppose, superficial in terms of actually creating the, the marketing strategy around it and whatnot. I think that there is never going to be one magical guru mentor master who says come here grasshopper Um, all your wishes will be answered with me this is the right way to do this and that and that you literally just have to be logical you think right okay in my case i thought i want to start coconut oil let me start by googling coconut oil i want it from the philippines let me start with that the more and more you get into it you realize you have to find different communities or different websites or talk to government or trade boards um i even reached out to some family friends it's all about using your network to find to help fill in the gaps or find opportunities that you never would have even thought of um or had access to without that person and honestly you just have to want it enough to hustle in and find ways i mean they say that entrepreneurs are problem solvers so if if there is an answer you work backwards from it to find the beginning you know if you're passionate enough about something this feels like a cop-out if you are passionate about something and work hard at it it will happen so I conceived this in maybe August 2016 it's been a year and I've had a pop-up shop I've managed to source my suppliers I have my first shipment on the way and I mean it's terrifying thinking about the next step but if I I still feel lost in the morning and I still feel like I'm not being productive but if I look back I think all right I was absolutely nowhere last year and now I'm here at this crucial point and it's just more opportunities for me to innovate and work things out for myself and I think that's the problem with this internet era we're all so spoon-fed no one even wants to give you proper helpful advice Mm -hmm. like they're like oh yeah just do this grow your email list and you're like but how babes how do I do that no um so just have to be really sassy and go for it trial and error experiment experiment and I think people have lost the ability to just do things for themselves yeah we've forgotten the art of just sitting still and remembering things and generating ideas Mm -hmm. um instead we just you know we're so quick to just open up our phones and look for the answer and I suppose that's why it's 
really good to just unplug from all that crap and be with yourself. It's all really endless too. You know, I, I think that's what really frustrates me a lot of the times because you will go Google something and there's literally like thousands and thousands of things. Tap, tap, tap. Next thing you know, you have 50 tabs, but no real information. Yeah. And you just it's, it's true. It's, it's a lot of, it's really a lot of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and so I know I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? This is not really helping. And then you end up losing all that time when you could have just figured it out on your own. Exactly. I always, I always say this and I never remember. We have the answers the entire time if yeah. we put our mind to it, but it always takes, it always takes a bunch of stupid distractions to come back to the beginning and realize you had the answers. So yeah, I mean, we always have the answer, but we just doubt ourselves too much. Or we don't put enough, we always believe that other people are better than us, but really nothing can be the quality of our own brains and insight and creativity. So throughout all of this stuff, throughout your journey, going to the Philippines, creating your business, having the blog, what has been the biggest setback that you have encountered and what did you do to overcome it? I think... I've always been quite a fortunate person. There's no defining setback I can pinpoint in terms of my personal life. In terms of business, there have been plenty of setbacks. Mm -hmm. I've had suppliers pull out and stop replying to me. I've had cost issues. So when I was looking around the different coconut oil farms, a lot of them had a minimum order quantity, which would have cost me about ridiculous amounts of money that I did not have. And I almost gave up because I... You know, I'm not wealthy. I don't have access to tens of thousands of pounds. But, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. There's money around every corner. A lot of hard work, a lot of convincing people, elevator pitches. And I've gotten to this point. I managed to get some really amazing support. If you're if you're under 25 years old and you live in the UK and in London, there's this company called the Prince's Trust. And they really help you out with mentorship business ideas, fantastic workshops about the digital space, how to um, do marketing, Facebook marketing, all this stuff. And there's so much free information out there and so much support. So you're never alone. And I mean, especially like being in the travel blogging (laughs) industry, we met through essentially a support group. And it's really nice. It brings people together and it makes you realize that you're not the only one out there on this journey and that there is help, actual valuable help if you want it. I think... The biggest setback is probably my own fear, insecurity and doubt because it's your fear of failure that will cripple you. Honestly, the days I wake up and I feel genuinely terrible about myself and I feel sad and moody and almost a bit depressed that, you know, I look at one of my best friends who's on like 60k working at a bank and she was like, how's it going? And I'm like, oh God. But you know, now I look back and I'm thinking, okay, it's taken me two years, but I'm now making a, a decent income off mm-hmm. of my blog and Instagram. And okay, it's been a year, but I've made some sales from the coconut oil. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. And, you know, there's always going to be challenges moving forward, but just got to face it. And you have to remember that staying emotionally stable is a constant challenge. And, you know, if you feel really crappy <laughs> in the day, just do one thing that contributes towards your life goal and then you'll be able to sleep better. Those are really good advice, Mel. We just have to keep going, and and you're right. If you are passionate about it, sometimes that's really the only thing that keeps you going because otherwise, why would you keep going if you don't love what you're doing? Yeah, these bigger 
bigger bloggers or overnight successes have struggled for years without any compensation but they did it for the passion and now now all we see is their success and we think oh that's easy but there is hard work involved and it's easy to compare yourself to that and that's I think a lot of the reason why it's sometimes like really beneficial for us to just unplug and not look at that stuff and just look at our own journey and just focus on that because when we focus on other people we tend not to do that on our own work so that's not good if you could go back and give yourself one advice when you first started as a journalist and as an entrepreneur what would it be i suppose the way i am as a journalist ties in quite heavily with my entrepreneur side as a journalist I'm, I'm quite curious inquisitive I'm quite open because I always have to make my interviewees feel comfortable with opening up to me the same thing you have I suppose and kind of just lay things out in a way that forms a story and that forms something meaningful for the reader because I always like to find an angle that is human and compassionate and answers a wider solution so yeah, as a journalist, I'm, I'm all of those things, but then it can be applied to entrepreneurship because at the end of the day, you're selling yourself. Yes, you're selling a product, but when you're making all these, uh, when you're having these meetings with suppliers or distributors or retailers or mm, just letting people know about your business, you have to sell yourself in essence and you have to be engaging with them and, and curious and open and kind of be like an open book and be as passionate and engaged and sell your story and kind of create create that story that that draws people in and and makes it resonate with them and also be really sassy as a journalist you have to be sassy if I'm writing about something political and someone doesn't want to give me a quote or you know I get sassy and um, as an entrepreneur if someone shuts that door then you just have to keep pestering them you have to keep (laughs) hustling otherwise you'll never get anywhere That's that's really how you open the door, right? When you just keep charging on and like you said, be sassy because people tend to be more open when you, when you do that and you're just so resilient and you just keep going and it's nonstop. They can't help it. They have to or else they're never going to get you out of their hair. <laughs> what is the worst advice that you have ever received? I'll give you the best piece of advice I've ever received. Sure. I think it was, I can't remember who it was, I think it might have been James Altucher, but someone said, instead of following your passion, find what you're willing to suffer for. Because, I mean, work isn't always fun and games. Work is suffering. Work is spending time that you'll never make back to eventually make money, which, you know. With anything that you want in your life, you sometimes you have to suffer before you get it. And I think that's what makes us appreciate everything a lot more. Because if we get everything we want right away, it's there's no work. There's no appreciation there. So what are you working on today that's really exciting to you? My coconut oil company, Virginati, um, named after a mixture of virginity and coconut because I do believe that coconut oil should be pure and virgin and kind of as close as being from the earth as it possibly can be so we're an organic virgin coconut oil company and all of our coconuts are sustainably sourced ethically produced with philippine origins the way i think coconut oil should be Mm -hmm. and i may be slightly biased but i do think the philippines has the best coconuts in the world and the most purest form of creating oil and essentially i 
I want Virginati to be a British brand that champions the raw coconut revolution. And I do want to bridge the two cultures together and kind of bring mother nature to the city, but with diversity and sass. And coconut oil is a miracle substance that can genuinely change people's lives if they allow it. If you pick up any product on the shelf in a drugstore or a pharmacy, there are about a hundred different unpronounceable chemicals on on there and you think what the hell am I putting on my body <laughs> um but coconut oil can be a replacement for so many different things and I just especially in the beauty and cosmetic sector I just really want to um be part of that and help people make a meaningful change that will benefit their lives immensely um and our slogan is nurture your roots and I came up with that because I first conceived the idea of the brand when I was exploring my my cultural roots in the Philippines, but also nurture your roots because it's so important to cherish and celebrate where you come from, as well as cherish and celebrate your body. And by doing that, make sure you uh, you treat it like a temple. So yeah, that's what I'm really passionate about. And I've worked so hard over the past year to kind of bring that together. And it's so easy to just want to throw in the towel, but... I feel like I've come this far and I'm, I'm really ready to see it out and kind of work through what it means to be an entrepreneur and, and help to help change people's lives through yeah. coconut oil. <laughs> I, I think in the, I know in the U.S. there's a huge thing for, for coconut oil for sure. And I use it for my hair, actually. Oh, so <laughs> Stunning. You literally have fairy tale hair. Thank you. <laughs> so you you do a lot of things. You're a journalist. Now you have your you're starting your company. You have your blog. How do you create income for yourself with all of these things that you do? And how do you continue with the lifestyle that you have today? So time management is really important. I probably need to manage my time better because I am the kind of person that firstly works best under pressure. All my all my university essays were written last minute and I, I thrive under that kind of pressure of, of last minute but also I get quite passionate about things so I'll get absorbed in a project and I'll work on it for way too long and then I'll hop quickly to the next thing and then I'll, I'll jump back and that was my MO for a very long time but now I'm getting more and more organized I'm getting more disciplined I'm getting better at saying no to projects that I know won't benefit me or, or bring me enough income um, in terms of income, that's an interesting one because we were talking about, you know, you struggle for so long. It's only within the past year, actually within the past six months that I've even started making a single cent of Instagram and my blog. I'm now making a substantial amount more than what I was making um, at the start of the year. But I have so many income streams from scrapping around being a freelancer <laughs> that, you know, it's something that brings me joy, even though that's that kind of lack of structure is not necessarily for other people. Mm -hmm. Say, I just know that I could I could never go back to a nine to five again. I was crying in the bathroom every day and that just it killed my soul. So I would rather go through the struggle and, and suffer through doing a bunch of different things for income than uh, stick to one thing and, and not feel good when I look at myself in the mirror. So for income at the moment I have uh, journalism, that's probably my bread and butter, and then Instagram and blogging and then you know through brand partnerships and whatnot. And then um, I teach, so I actually when I came back to London I did a CELTA course which is like a level up from the TEFL course so you can teach English as a foreign language here and abroad and it was the Cambridge accredited one so it was it was really great a really good investment and straight after that I managed to get a freelance teaching role here in central London so 
I teach part-time as well throughout the week and that having that teaching actually gives me more structure because then I can work around my articles mm-hmm. etc and um, but what I find really helps is getting up early mm-hmm. so I will sometimes set my alarm for 4am 5am and I feel like I work best when it, the whole world is asleep yeah. if you know what I mean and then I go back to sleep and then I work on something else in the morning yeah. or um, I just take a break and again it's difficult when you're creative to know what the boundaries are and it's not so simple as saying right I'm going to edit five photos in the next hour and then disappear because I mean it's oh it's such as just difficult you know you can't ever just post something on Instagram and let it be you have to like engage and and stuff like that and you know it it takes your time up um so I think my time management could be better but at the moment everything I do kind of bleeds quite easily into each other but in terms of the business it's interesting having to be creative for a a business perspective rather than just I suppose we are all brands ourselves but it's it's interesting having to do that for something else I guess like you'll have it for the podcast being on the other side of that is a challenge but it's it's really interesting I'm like you. I don't like sticking to one thing. I always need to have something new. And I think for a lot of creatives, we're so similar in that sense because for for myself, I get very bored easily. I always need a challenge. And when I'm not challenged, I get very bored. So when I've learned something and I feel like I've learned enough, then I get bored and then I need to move on. So that's a really great idea what you're doing and you have all of these different streams of income and that's how you're able to live the way you live today. Yeah. I think it's really important to just hammer this home. Like the way someone looks online is absolutely not their life. Like I know a lot of my friends think they look at my Instagram feed and they're like, you're just in, you're just always traveling and like eating ice cream. I'm like, yes, but behind the scenes, I'm in my pajamas with a bun on and glasses, probably like late on my phone bill and I'm doing a million things and you know, you, you yeah. don't see the the human side to life. Yeah. But it's really important that people know that exists and that everyone is human and everyone works hard to, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's not necessarily about creating an illusion because I feel like the person I put out online is the person I am. But you know we have various facets to us exactly and and we're all we're all multifaceted and especially our like sort of millennial generation we're all multi-skilled and we're all yearning for something deeper than what what we've been told to achieve and and that's why we we've we're really i mean interesting as people we're interesting as a generation it's interesting that we can now pursue these kinds of lifestyles where it would be totally unheard of what 10 years ago I mean, the word content has never been so bandied around, but... Well, now when you're an artist, you actually can make money before you couldn't, right? I went to... um, A friend of mine graduated at a very good arts university called Norwich um, a couple of months ago, and the keynote speaker said something like, before there was a dearth of um, paid creative jobs, but within the next 10 years, there's going to be so many creative jobs around maybe like a million more creative yeah. jobs made because as robots become increasingly common in the workplace and strip those jobs back the only thing robots can't do is create right and that's where humans will come into play so i just find that fascinating and it's really thrilling to be part of that generation yeah. 
And it's good if you're a creative. So before, nobody wanted to be a creative because you didn't make money. This is our time, which is amazing. <laughs> what advice would you give someone who is really struggling to find what they want to do with their life? You know what? It's literally just try everything. Say yes to every opportunity. Knock on every door. Because none of us found the thing that we love by just sitting around and writing on a piece of paper and saying, I love these things. Like we went out there and we tried it, like go and try it and curb your fear. The people who learn, say surfing, surfing's fricking hard. The people who learn fastest at surfing or something, they have no fear. They're not afraid to look stupid or fail. You know you're gonna fall off that board. But if you don't even try, then you're never going to learn to surf. Do you know what I mean? It's the people who get back on that board and paddle out and get battered wave after wave until they eventually stand up are going to be legs up higher over the people who who stand by the shore too scared of even trying. So it's daunting. It really is. But you just have to be a risk taker and make the leap and plunge into the unknown because it's the only way you're ever going to grow and all these quotes about leaving your comfort zone are so true and you never understand how true they are until you actually leave your comfort zone and you develop as a person and you look back and you think who was that person three years ago that I was looking at in the mirror because you know and and the more you take a chance on yourself the deeper appreciation and understanding you have of your character if you don't start what you're interested in right now, you're going to look back on it a year from now, wondering what would have happened if you did start now. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't be that person in a year that looks back like, oh, I still feel SHIT about myself. Or don't be that person who wakes up in the middle of the night holding their heart like, I, I hate the position I'm in. Just go out there and do something. If you want to, if you've always been interested in creating a documentary about your local homeless shelter, get a camera get a microphone and go out there and yeah. do it if you're like oh i've always wanted to write a book like join NaNoWriMo and and get in get you know talk to some writers just do it yeah. don't talk don't yeah. be one of those all talk Sorry. no action because yeah. that will kill you and that will make you feel worse about yourself i i really love people that i never hear anything from them and then all of a sudden i just see that they've done something right yeah. So that's really true. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? They can find me at www.illumination.com or on Instagram at Illumination. Or you can drop me an email if you like, if people still use emails. <laughs> it's um, Illumination at gmail.com. And I really welcome any questions you have or any comments or anything, any help you might need. Um, and if you want to check out the coconut website, it's at virginati or www.virginati.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mel, for talking to me today. And it's amazing to be here in London with you. Thank you so much. We're in Canada water and the sky has simmered into twilight, into <laughs> darkness. And we're going to go get some food now. So thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thanks, Mel. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Mel. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Mel for her tips and tricks on how to become a successful journalist. Love a good audiobook as much as I do? Of course you do. Well, you're in luck because I have teamed up with audible.com to give you a 30-day trial for 
free, make sure to visit offbeatbook.com. Again, that's offbeatbook.com to get that incredible trial.